Welcome to the Improvement Incorporated Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to improve the quality of life of its listeners by offering advice and tips in the areas of personal development and financial literacy. Without further ado, your host, King Potato. Hello listeners, on today's episode, we will be interviewing Raymond Thomas, who is an insurance agent and financial advisor with Guardian Life. He specializes in financial planning solutions for five and six figure earners, as well as multiple businesses. On today's episode, we will be speaking about financial planning for the future and what role does commitment really play in your life without further ado your host okay welcome to another episode of improvement incorporated today i have a special guest with me raymond thomas so Mr. Thomas, tell me, who exactly are you? Hey, Marco. Thanks for inviting me. I keep it very simple. Mm-hmm. I'm a serial entrepreneur at heart. Hey. Creative. But currently, I work as a financial advisor, mm-hmm. specializing in insurance and retirement planning services with Guardian Group of the Caribbean. That sounds, sounds interesting. So, yeah. so tell me about your... Your specialization in terms of the insurance and the financial planning. Okay. I provide something that most people need, mm-hmm. but don't exactly understand why they need it. Mm. <laughs> I put it as simply as that. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, when people ask, you know, about why it's so important mm-hmm. ask them to look around and see just how many individuals there are out there that these companies have to contract just so that they can inform the general public about what we do mm. that's interesting yeah and so it, and so it's a pretty important field um, that we work in and one that i would say deserves a little bit of consideration Oh, okay. Especially so you, considering what it fixes. So you think that people don't really think you're important or you know, get the entire recognition that you deserve? What what is that exactly? I think because of the way it is done sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be in in many ways coming across as pushy or trying to get people to do something that they really don't want to do and it takes away from the importance or the level of gravity that the topics of insurance and retirement can have and so many people's experiences shape the way that they view the concept of it Mm. yeah that's interesting all right so 
I want to go a little bit more in depth into what you specialize in. What exactly do you do for individuals? So say somebody that is a three or four figure earner. Mm-hmm. They come to you and they ask for, you know, aid or financial advice. Or they want to hire you in relation to that aspect. How, or I'm through the process of how you would help them. Okay. So, so the first thing I do is with any person I meet, and I'm meeting on the basis of financial planning, because essentially that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do is to seek to get to know that individual a little bit. Mm-hmm. Find out what matters to them. Mm-hmm. That way it can make it matter to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because obviously, if I just talk to you about what matters to me, we never talk about what's important to you, right? Mm-hmm. That's your first thing. And then the second thing is, I take note of the critical information, whether that's basic things like how they currently budget, what their current expenses look like, mm-hmm. uh, what they currently do with their money and need to, to do with their money. And then I also take note of the mental things behind it as well. Oh, you take note of the mental things as well? The mental things as well. Okay, such as? So, I can be able, based on what you tell me or what you suggest to me about your finances, mm-hmm. um, pretty much identify what kind of spender you are, mm-hmm. whether you are a miser, whether <laughs> you are aggressive mm-hmm. in investing. So different things of that nature that need to come out from the details and the information so that they can make the best possible recommendation that may suit that individual best. Okay. Because not everybody um, wears the same hat or the same shoes. Okay. It's not a one size fits all. So, so when the individual is talking to you, do you have a questionnaire or these questions that you have normally rehearsed in your head? So for instance, let me give that example. Mm-hmm. If they come to you, you don't ask me, okay, so what is your expenditure like? Um, and what is your mental state? Or how do you think about this? Or how do you, like how how exactly how exactly does it work? Because you said that from the way how the person asks you that you can tell how they spend money or mm-hmm. what sort of person that they are. Right. So how, how are these questions structured exactly? I'd say it's a bit of both, Marco. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's as direct as just asking was your mental state, right? But <laughs> what I do mm-hmm. is in getting to know the individual, mm-hmm. one of the things I'm interested in is developing an understanding between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Some sort of a rapport. Mm-hmm. So it makes no sense me coming and talking to you about ways to maximize on the few dollars you have after you've spent all your income and you're living paycheck to paycheck. Uh But you're the type of individual who's more focused on developing residual income streams. Uh So you're interested in business. You you actually plan to quit your job next week. Uh I have to treat you differently Uh to the person who plans to stay at their job for the rest of their life until retirement. Uh But in getting to know the individual, I also have a few key questions that I need to make sure that I ask. And, and of course, that's where the talking about expenses come into play, talking about living arrangements, mm-hmm. um, who, who currently would be considered as dependents in your household, mm-hmm. uh, dependents really of your income. Um, and 
taking stock as well as as on the the note of what you intend to achieve as well okay so i really am there to help identify the areas of weakness Mm -hmm. expose the areas that you need help in for the end result of getting you to achieve your goals that you really are after so so what you're saying is that your plans are dynamic and they're based off of what you assess correct that the individual says correct so timothy that owns a shop that brings in a revenue of about two thousand dollars per month mm. and sammy that owns a car rental business that brings in revenue of ten thousand dollars per month these individuals will get totally different advice correct based on what they're looking to do at the end of the road exactly okay so if one individual is just looking to retire happy and set pina coladas (laughs) well the next individual is looking to retire at the age of 35 and be financially free correct you have to alter your plans differently yes exactly the road i'm I'm talking about okay so now that you've said that i have some other questions now for you so what is the difference between the plan of the individual that just wants to retire or plan for a good retirement in relation to an individual that wants to retire but have like income producing assets that can basically make mm. him financially free quote unquote for the rest of his life how are those plans different Tom? good 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 that's an excellent question um when i when i talk to individuals whether it's on the on the end of retiring at a certain age and being comfortable mm-hmm. or retiring early and being wealthy one of the fundamental things that comes out is how do i invest my money mm-hmm. because at the end of the day if you're talking about retirement if you're talking about wealth you're talking about money yes but as much as money is a resource money needs a vehicle and so it's all about the type of vehicle that you put your money into mm-hmm. or partner your money with to see yourself achieve the result that you're after mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna highlight two specific things that come up in a, in, in a conversation about investment and i may mention something like um capital appreciation mm-hmm. versus capital preservation mm-hmm. And the capital appreciation component of it is really geared toward building wealth, mm-hmm. skyrocketing, skyrocketing your income, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the capital preservation is more focused on long-term savings, mm-hmm. but that as well accumulate or compound value mm-hmm. for the purpose of using later down in the future. Now, obviously, they come with their pros and cons. One of the biggest ones being one is more aggressive mm-hmm. and likely to be risky. Mm-hmm. The and other one is more safe. Okay. So one is more maintenance and the other one is more exponential growth. Like Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's fundamentally what we're going to... What I would consider in coming up with a plan for each of these guys. Okay. Yeah. So, in relation to the said plan with the two different individuals, would it be a matter of the assets that you tell them to invest in or how you tell them to invest? Mm-hmm. Would it be 
two vastly different things or would it be in relation to the amount and the time limit of how they would have to invest over mm-hmm. a given period of time that you would have to tell them that would have to be different yeah yeah um, definitely the the person who has a lot more disposable cash less overheads has a lot more leg room than the person who doesn't mm-hmm. and having a lot more leg room means that you get to uh, budget so to speak and manage those finances in such a way that they yield the best results possible mm-hmm. i will not necessarily get into too much depth on what you should put your money into mm-hmm. i'd rather hear mm-hmm. from you on the nature of your interests and advise you to sue oh, i see so you let them decide based on where their head is at what is the best path Correct. to take them and what I do is provide the financial literacy that they need and the information that they need to make the educated decision going forward. Okay. So, if the person comes to you and says, hey, I heard that this new stock is the hardest thing on the market. <laughs> Ray, I want to gain this. What, what, what do you tell them? It's funny, Marco, because... Stock they want to get the game stock. <laughs> They believe in Reddit. I said, don't do that. You're killing yourself. But um, (laughs) truth be told, whenever it comes to investing, whether stocks, it could be Forex as well. A lot of people ask me about Forex. Mm -hmm. Um, People ask me about mutual funds. Mm -hmm. Right? There, There are investments that you can get into that you personally have to manage. And then there are investments that you can get into where you allow an entity to manage them for you mm-hmm. and handle all the risk, basically. Yes. I say to an individual who's interested in stocks, do your research. Mm-hmm. And don't just go into it thinking, well, you know, it seems to be the next big thing based on what I'm hearing. So my YouTube it ain't enough. YouTube University is not enough <laughs> for these things. <laughs> YouTube University is not enough. And I'm... And I'm I'm comfortably saying to them, listen, unless you can dispose six to 12 months of your time and energy into learning exclusively how to invest properly into any of these things, mm-hmm. don't do it. Oh. Don't do it. For so, real. So despite it is the hardest thing on the market, and it seems to be having 10x and 50x growth, mm-hmm. because I don't know much about it, you're telling me not jump in it. Yeah, because you, you might as well go and play slots at a... <laughs> Looking for a shoe or something. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But um, I don't want to get too much or too deep into certain financial that's aspects funny, per se. Funny, but I think it's important to explain to the listeners how the market works in relation to certain things, especially like stocks mm-hmm. or mutual funds. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's a common misconception that individuals feel that when they invest their money into something that it constantly appreciates or goes up mm. all mm. the time without there being any dips or falls you know right like i don't think they understand volatility or liquidity in relation to that so let me mm. see if you can shed some light in relation to like explaining okay yes you're investing your money mm. but at certain points in the time you might lose a little bit, but it doesn't mean that you won't gain more in the future. Right. Can you can you explain anything to help? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's 
almost a dream <laughs> to believe that you can put your money anywhere and just see it constantly on your race. Mm. What is what is happening to your money when you take it and you dump it into something that's supposed to be taking the same money and reinvesting it? Mm-hmm. What's happening to it? In the same way that you purchase goods and services from other individuals, there's an individual on the other end who's selling goods and services at a certain price. Yes, change. There's an exchange happening. Mm-hmm. And so imagine it like this. Your money may be used for something that is of greater value than what it might be able to afford at the time. Your money may be used to buy something that is of lesser value than what it can afford. Mm-hmm. But all in all, when we're talking about investing, we're talking about an exchange between a buyer's and seller's market where in truth and in fact it's going to be based on the value of the thing that the money is being exchanged against and many times as a matter of fact every single time what can happen is that the value can fluctuate and so then therefore what you earn in your money can also fluctuate that's the way that's been that that's a good explanation i i thank you sir coming from from you yourself (laughs) I can work on that. I can work on that. I can no definitely problem. work on that. No problem. Okay, so moving moving forward, can you <laughs> tell me now, in all of your wisdom, some financial tips that I could use to get from zero to ten or from A to B mm. in relation to my financial life, from your experience in financial literacy? Okay, great. I I usually say to so people, the first step to talking about anything financial related is to have income or cash flow. Mm-hmm. But then when we're talking about the steps to financial protection or security rather, mm-hmm. right? And then financial freedom, we're talking about saving. Oh. So I just can't spend all my money and I expect to be rich. No, no, wow. no, no. no. You just put a down up on me there, boy. No, man. Um, I, and that's probably the first thing I suggest to anybody who's interested in investing, too. You don't invest money that you need. You invest money that you've saved mm-hmm. for the purpose of investing. So my savings have to have a purpose. Your savings have to have a purpose. So you can't just my goodness, Mark. put aside your money and just, just leave it there and you, expect you, it to grow? You just truck something <laughs> and consider gold. <laughs> <laughs> your savings has to have a purpose. What does that say about money itself? Um, right? mm. and, I, and, I, and I want the listeners to catch this because this is something that's going to revolutionize the way you think about money completely. And that is that money is a tool. Nothing more and nothing less. What is a tool? A tool is something that you design to give a purpose to. Therefore, you need to give a purpose to your money. What? Otherwise, purposes will be found for it. What, what does that mean? Tell me what that means, man. <laughs> Tell me what that means. Okay. It basically means that if you do not 
have a clear understanding of what it is that you're after or trying to achieve with your money, then your money will be quote unquote wasted. Oh. Let's see. Right? It will be wasted. And there are things that will come up, eventualities in life, mm-hmm. that you may not have been prepared for. But just because you have the money there sitting is almost as if this thing smell that you had money for it. <laughs> I know that feeling. It's, it's almost like it's almost like having a, a car or children or pets. Something just knows that you have money. Mm. Smell the dog. And so going back to the savings now, unless you have savings put aside for the purpose of these things, what's going to end up happening is that the purpose will fall to what we consider as disposable income or disposable cash money that you need to live with mm-hmm. and then it's eaten away by moths and by all the other pests that you could think of that will run into a cupboard and eat your stuff right so if you don't use it something will find a use for it correct <laughs> if you don't appoint a use or a purpose to your money something will find a use for your money interesting so saving is is one of the strong tips having a source of income is another strong tip yes so i can't expect to just pull money from out of nowhere and i expect to go towards financial freedom there has to be a source that i started out with correct okay so i have to have a starting line even if i don't stay there i have to have a starting line to move from indeed okay so what, what other tips do you have so yeah um even before we start with saving what we kind of want to do is to, again, dealing with the mentality behind it, block out some funds, mm. right? If you have a clear understanding of what it is you earn on a monthly basis, it's easier, but it's not the only time that you can block out funds, right? Mm. If you are someone who doesn't make a stable income, what you kind of need to do is work with averages, Ah, I see. right? And this is a question I usually ask uh, my clients who are entrepreneurs and they would know this well. I would ask you, so in a given week, worst case scenario, what is your income like? Mm. And we set that as the marker mm-hmm. for where we do all our financial planning after. Oh. Right. So the first thing you want to do is to block out your finances, and I like to people. I like to tell people use percentages, because percentages really help in making simple what seems to be all over the place. Giving an overall answer. Correct. Yeah. Right. So regardless of the fact, I know that I am blocking out ten percent of my income, and using ninety percent to play with, mm-hmm. regardless of how much I made that particular month. Right. So, so the reason for blocking out is because we need to have a mental focus or a vision your money is concerned. Uh-huh. You don't just write down a few things on a paper and expect that that's going to take care of your budget. Mm, that's true. Right? Money is more of a mental thing than it is a physical thing. Okay. So when you block out, what you're simply doing is making sure that you say... I have X amount to play with and therefore 
X amount is what I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. And only that. Okay. So so you're saying that you have to have a laser light focus on the things that are important to you in relation to money. Correct. In order to find the purpose of how to use your money properly. Correct. Okay. And the next thing you want to do after having blocked out is to automate your savings mm-hmm. as much as it's possible. Okay. So you've done the blocking out, you decided how much money you need to be putting aside mm-hmm. and you automate that. Because left up to you and left up to anybody, as a matter of fact, left up to myself, <laughs> <laughs> there are things that I would not take care of if all of the money was coming into my hands mm-hmm. and the responsibility was left to me to make sure that I go and save it at the bank. Oh gosh. <laughs> Very back enough. Correct. <laughs> right? So because we are designed that way, human beings, you know what I mean, we see a resource, we want to use it. Because we are designed that way, we may need to set up something that helps us along the process. Mm-hmm. So don't be proud. If you need to automate it, automate it. Set up something with your credit union. I know I mentioned the bank before, but in another conversation, that's where we will actually isolate which of the institutions is the best for what, right? Yes. So you want to you wanna make sure that at an institution like the, the credit union, you automate your savings as much as possible. Because at each stage, your responsibility will change. If you're at home, you live with your mother and your father, you don't really have much responsibility, but you still earn income, mm-hmm. you can save a lot more, 50% or so. If you're married or in a relationship with a loved one, um, you know what I mean? That, that, that amount that you get to save but reduce to something like you know, 30, 25, 20. My same marriage is cool, boy. That would be enough fast marriage, boy. No, no, that, that, that is responsibility, right? <laughs> you, you, you have to keep your lover happy. Mm. And if you have children, that, that amount becomes less. But there are people who will say, I have children, I have a, a husband or a wife, mm-hmm. I cannot save, no. It is simply because all you've done is look at the elephant and decided you needed to eat this elephant yeah. and try to swallow the entire thing. <laughs> it's true. It's not wisdom, right? So you kind of need to work with percentages and block that out, right? Yeah. And the next step that it would suggest mm-hmm. is to keep your debt to asset or debt to income ratio. Mm-hmm to a maximum of 10%. Can, can you give an example of that? Okay. Debt, debt to asset or debt to income? Sure. So I am making $4,000 a month gross, right? Yes. This is before all this stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. What I want to make sure is that my debt does not get past $400. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Whether it's credit card payments, the student loan that I forgot to you know, completely pay off, mm-hmm. um, whether it is courts, you, know, you, you kind of don't want to come back for the stuff. For the bills and stuff. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, correct, right? When we're talking about debts, we're talking about money that's owed to end individuals because of a promise that you made some time back, mm-hmm. right? And what you want to make sure is that you don't have your promises to pay back coming to more than 10% of what you currently earn on a gross basis. So, so you don't want your debt to income ratio to be more than 10% of your gross salary overall? Correct. That's the tip? Correct. Okay, go on. Um, and I tell you this, there, there are people who go into debt and the first thing they think is, well, you know, as soon as I got a little bit of free change, mm-hmm. I need to go through all of this change at a financial institution. Yeah. Which is pressure, mm-hmm. right? 
pressure that is making that is making you make a decision that is likely going to hurt you in mm-hmm. the I say no. Listen, give 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 what is due to Caesar. Caesar's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if if you were due a certain amount, and you can afford to do a little bit more because you would have saved for it, then fine. But do not kill yourself trying to do more than ten percent of what you earned last month in debt. In debt. Okay. The next thing let me suggest to individuals is to practice something called delayed gratification of your needs and wants. Delayed gratification. You're gonna to have to explain that because this is very important. Yeah, yeah. And I wanna speak some I don't really wanna speak about this one for sure. <laughs> I can give you a chance. But go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Let me hear this. Let me hear it. But for sure, you your concept of needs and wants has to be so strong that your mind is going to have to come into use, right? And it sounds funny, but many times people don't quite think into these things. So delayed gratification means you having a clear understanding of what your needs are, so the things that are non-negotiables, mm-hmm. and what your wants are, so the things that you can really do without, you will leave, you will live, you will breathe, right? Even if you think you won't, you will. <laughs> you will, right? But you can do without for a little while. And when you can clearly jot those out, let's say you have to write them out on a piece of paper, then you're able to say, you know what? I can't afford to do without this thing that I want for the next three months and save small portions to earn it. Mm. Because delayed gratification doesn't mean no gratification. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Right? It simply means it's coming at a later time. Yes. But what you do is you structure yourself, you plan to bring yourself to that place where achieving what you want or obtaining what you want becomes incredibly possible and in such a way that it doesn't strain you. Yes. Because ultimately that's what that's about. You're protecting yourself from being strained in a future circumstance. But um, it's interesting. You you particularly pointed out instant gratification. Yeah, because like I find that we live in one of those worlds where everything is fast-paced. Mm. We upgraded from sending out letters to sending out emails. Yeah, yeah upgraded from so doing phone calls yeah, to social <laughs> media. So everything is fast and everything is instant. Right. Hence what you said, delayed gratification. Mm. So this is like a curse word to most people in this current generation. Yeah, so cursing be, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be for our generation, not saying that we're that old, right. but since people are so used to getting results now, whether it be and you typing in something and ask it coming up on an ATM machine, mm-hmm. are you messaging your friend about what happened last week? Are you Googling what weather it is and it popping up on your screen? Right. That alone, and then you telling an individual, hey, I want you to set aside your assets and your liabilities. Mm-hmm. Plan out how you want your money to be organized. And then put this section of money down to be used for something purposeful right. later on in time that right. is going to be beneficial for you. Right. Instead of spending it right now, they're going to look at you like you're mad. Yeah. Because they're yeah. going to be like, but wait, that means I can't buy this shirt. 
that is the latest trend now because mm -hmm. trends change. Correct. So I always have to buy in the now. Right. I can't buy the latest TV, laptop, or iPhone right. for now. Right. Because there's going to be a newer model later on in life. Right. So now you're telling people that I can't invest in the now that is basically globalized mm. as being what it means to be a young person or being somebody currently living on earth. Right. And I have to stop that mindset. Wait. Mm. In order for me to get or reap the rewards at a later date. Yeah. And I think a good example of this is it was a study that I was reading. Um, it was also stated in the book Atomic Habits by James Clare. Right. There were these children and each it was a social experiment and the children were given marshmallows. Okay. Right? And there was a marshmallow placed on a plate for each child that was there. And they were all told the same question. You can choose to eat the marshmallow alone. Or you can wait 15 to 20 minutes later and you can get three or four different marshmallows after. Right. And in seeing that, you started to understand how individuals really view instant gratification over delayed yeah. gratification. Yeah. Because some people will say, well, this is in front of me now. My money is in front of me now. Yeah. I work for this money. Yeah. Why yeah. can't I not use it right, right now? Right. And it Gobble at the yeah. <laughs> nom 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 nom. You eat the you eat the marshmallow. How did it taste? Yeah, <laughs> delicious. I feel good, right. but you don't have what you could have. Correct. Right. Correct. So then the other children that stayed back, and I was like, hey, wait, let's see what I could gain, mm -hmm. or it has been guaranteed that I'm gonna get this if I wait. Right. And they waited, and they got the results. They were significantly more satisfied with the fact that they decided to wait on the investment i'm not saying investment but yeah, it's marshmallow but yeah, yeah. We're, we're on the promise of getting more rather right. than consuming what was there now yeah and they think that is a very important lesson that a mm. lot of young people and users really have to take yes, in yes the importance of waiting it mm. might feel like forever but it ain't mm. and at the end of the day it is to benefit you yes not your mom not your dad not your sister although they might reap rewards from it too as well yes it is mostly to benefit you. Yes. So I just really wanted to touch on that before we. Oh go. no, man. <laughs> um, deeply though, right? When you you look at it in retrospect, and I want to say this to the listeners because somebody's gonna need this right now. You are selling yourself short. Yes. You are cutting yourself short. You are giving up literally on dreams and visions that were meant to be fulfilled for you because in the moment that you decide no rather than later what you've basically said is i'm willing to forfeit a hundred for ten yeah that's pretty much it that's 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 a that's that's pretty much it right and it and it, it very much comes from a place of how do i feel about myself and about the things that I am likely to achieve in the future. Yeah. Because there's a quote, Marco, that says, and I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it, being you know involved in circles that you are. Mm -hmm. Where you are right now is a result of the decisions that you made five years ago. Yeah. Bottom line. Right? All of those decisions that you made to forfeit better for good. That's why they said good is the enemy of great, right? Mm -hmm. All those decisions that you made, 
led you down the road that you are now to having little progress over incredible change or transformation and there comes a point where you kind of have to prioritize yourself your goals for yourself because that brings me into my last tip mm -hmm. continue to revise and revisit your goals mm -hmm. I should put it the other way around Re revisit your goals mm -hmm. and revise them because once you do that you now have a long term vision for what your finances have to be used for and you're not just living every day as though it's your last day on earth yes because you can live your days as though it's your last day on earth for the first two weeks in the month mm -hmm. and forget you have another two weeks in the month to live off of sardines yeah rough life rough life rough life right so you're saying it's important to along with delaying gratification in order for you to reap rewards later on in life to understand that you have you can revisit your goals and alter them because life is an ever-changing dynamic yes that's that's not rocket science you correct. grow old and things change correct whether it be from you like king playing pokemon this is me personally <laughs> playing pokemon red in the middle of the night and if you're bad sheet right. to growing up wanting to read books as your quiet leisure time mm -hmm. things change in life yes so that being said your finances are going to change and your goals are going to change too as well correct so i guess it really is important to understand that you can revise and change your yes. plans yes. and your goals yes yes um and i think it's important too for the listeners to understand that goals don't always have to be all serious yeah right you need to reward yourself mm-hmm but it's so much better when the rewards are worth it. Right? That's true. Worth it. There are experiences that last for a lifetime. And then there are experiences that the next morning you wake up and forget. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Woo! I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> right? What story are you going to tell? And that's what it comes down to. Whether it be a story of you constantly accepting or trying to do everything or gain everything in the know mm. or you putting in the hard work and the time and the dedication to reap or to grow greater as an individual don't delay yes yes because you're working hard as it is no <laughs> why not why not use a significant amount of time enjoying the reason that you work so hard because I, I think one of the biggest things that is difficult to explain to people is that Financial advisors are me personally. I'm not one financial advisor. I'm not mm -hmm. licensed, but I give people advice based on my own personal yeah, life if experiences. You, if you had a license, you'd do pretty good. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> saying that, um, I'm not trying to tell people don't spend your money. Right. It is your money that you work for. Yeah. What I think we are trying to tell people is use your money wisely. Correct. So I mean, long and short. You, exactly. Yeah. Because the current exchange that you have right now mm. is. You're exchanging your time for a paycheck. Yes. We want to get you to the stage where you exchange your money so that your money works to make more money for you. Indeed. That's where we want to get you to. Yeah. So we're not telling you not to live life or to be sad and be miserable. Right. No, we're not saying that. We're just saying 
this is an asset like you said a tool yeah that was given for you to use but you're not using it yeah you're just giving it away to other things without actually truly getting value for yourself yes so that being said we're trying to get you from the point of okay this is just a common thing that i exchange to this is an actual tool that i can use to generate more of it yeah and i think that's probably the most difficult transition that we have let me say you because i don't want to say we ain't no financial advisor <laughs> that you would have in getting from people to get from point a to point b yeah but but um, it's but it's a job that i'm dedicated to it's true and i yeah. I, I honestly do respect that because i know it can be difficult yeah but um we're going to be moving on to the next aspect of our podcast which is commitment mm. so tell me what you think about commitment tell me your thoughts on it <laughs> Especially Richard, everything that we just discussed. Tell me your thoughts on it. My goodness, man. Um, Commitment. (laughs) Commitment is kind of that thing that sets how serious or devoted you are to a thing. Okay. Right? I do believe that without it, you achieve very, very little. Regardless of whatever we're talking about, we could be talking about finances. We could be talking about relationship. So I don't, I don't want to stop you there, right? Uh-huh. But you said how serious are devoted you are to a thing. Yeah. So, so can I not be serious and devoted to sleeping or procrastination? Because okay. you aren't serious about them. You aren't actually doing anything. So I'm trying to say, okay. is it commitment mm-hmm. that plays a role in procrastination? Is is that it? Is that are 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 the two different? It's an interesting paradigm (laughs) because um, what you're essentially doing is saying, I'd rather do less serious things with my time and with my energy. Mm -hmm. In a way, you're committing, but in one way, there's a passive Mm. sort of commitment, and then there's an aggressive sort of commitment. So in 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 a situation like procrastination, Essentially, what you're really doing is committing to freeing up your schedule and your time mm. to handle things that you would deem at the time, I guess, more fun or more enjoyable to do. It's a commitment, but you're not necessarily approaching it in the way that you would approach um, trying to get your dog to be rid of ticks. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different scenario altogether. But you are committing to something, right? Mm. But that's just the way the human being is designed. We are designed to have a will, Mm -hmm. right? And whatsoever our wills are set toward, that's more than likely what we're going to go after and more than likely what we're going to achieve. True. Right? And again, if if you decide that you set your will to a particular thing, it may cause for some aggression. It may cause for you literally making up in your mind that I'm going to have to do some things to get to this point. Or you can let your will wander. Mm-hmm. And even though you're not aggressively committing to anything, mm-hmm. in a way you're still committing. Oh, okay. So what, what you're saying is that commitment is something that happens whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. But it's best to point it in a direction that you want it to go indeed okay so that that being said would you say that will plays a more important role in commitment than planning or does planning 
play a more important role. I, I, I guess to say, facing it in a direction more important. Man, Marco is a beautiful question. Man. Um, I will say you plan because you have a will. Mm. It's like having a train but no track. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's like <laughs> I. I can use this reference because whenever I think about it, this analogy comes back to mind. But you're familiar with X-Men? Yes, yes, right? I am. Uh-huh. And one of the most interesting stories in X-Men is Cyclops. Yes. <laughs> right. When they first met Cyclops, he was wild, man. He was he was like just opening his eyes, getting crazy, and like beaming up. Everybody. Light, light was just Beam all me. over the place. Beam me up, Scotty. I get what you say. <laughs> right. And they put this thing on his on his eyes thin piece of glass in between um, some metal things surrounding it. I'm only, I'm only now conceptualizing it as I think about it. Yes, uh-huh. Right? But what this helped to do was to focus all of that energy that he had. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. When you plan, you focus the energy of your will. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't... And rehearse this. That that's no problem. <laughs> I can understand it. I can understand right. it. When you plan, you focus the energy. You focus the energy of your will. Yeah. So so what you're saying is that, despite your will may be a boundless energy that is connected to your consciousness, it's not mm-hmm. one but too deep. Right. Right. It is still important to have something in place, whether it be a device like Mister Cyclops, mm-hmm. <laughs> to focus Archie your trap. Archie and trap <laughs> to focus your energy so that you can use it e- efficiently. Correct. Right. Okay, I, I can understand that. So, in, yeah. in relation to planning, mm-hmm. how, how does one exactly plan to stay committed to something? Do I have to set up dates? Do I have to think about how consistent do I have to be? Do I have to figure out like what you would have said, how mm-hmm. to zone out certain things? Mm-hmm. If we go back to expenses, right. how to zone out certain things in order to stick to my plan? How, how do you exactly stay committed when you're planning? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a beginning and continuity ending, Mike. Right, begin and continue with the end of mind. And when you, <laughs> funny enough, that's actually uh, I think habit number two of the seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah, yeah. They even call me. Yeah, yeah. I read, I read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but having a good idea of the picture that you're after. Mm-hmm. For some people, it may be a little bit challenging. Some individuals can't quite get that picture um, detail for detail, but that's absolutely fine, mm-hmm. right? You at least need to know where you're going so that you can chart a path to get there. Mm-hmm. If you know where you want to go, mm-hmm. but you fail to chart that path, what you find yourself doing is wandering mm-hmm. and spending more time walking through the desert to reach a place that you really should have reached a longer time ago. Like the Israelites, man. Israelites, they look at the But but ultimately, that's what it is. One person had a vision. Mm-hmm. He had a good idea of where he and the people were intended to be. Mm-hmm. The under the other individuals lost sight of that. Mm-hmm. They lost focus, and so what you find happening, Marco, in a very practical scenario, is somebody saying, "Hey, I'm 20 years old. I want a house by 30." Mm-hmm. 
along the way they haven't planned and they kind of lost sight of where they were in the journey and what they decide to do is backtrack yeah they decide to backtrack because no they haven't had a good clear idea of what this house is supposed to look like and when they're supposed to have it and so then what ends up happening with many individuals and they plan with individuals like this on a daily basis they reach their 30s they reach their 40s and they still have not achieved the house that they wanted to get yep. in their 20s and, and that's it's, a it's a rude awakening it's, it's a rude awakening and that's because they have failed to plan or have somebody come alongside them to help plan for that particular thing they want to go after yes and that's why well one of the main reasons why i love doing my job <laughs> Because you get to guide or chart people Correct. towards what they want wanna, to do. I want to see people achieve their goals, man. That's, that's understandable. Yeah, that's so, true. So, in, in a nutshell, you're saying that in order to be committed, you first have to have a will. Yeah. Right? A driving father or a desire mm-hmm. to, you know, keep you going. Yeah. And you have to have a plan. Yeah. A direction in where you should go. Mm-hmm. But you also have to have something at the end to say, okay... This is where I am going yes. to. Yes. This is the finish line. Yes. This is where I stop. Yes. You have to have all of these things in order to actually stay committed to anything in life. Anything. It boils into every single thing that can possibly come into your hand as a resource. Whether it's your time, energy, money, name it. Ah, uh, understandable. Yeah. So, so in relation to, I want to head this back again to your job. Mm-hmm. When you're giving individuals plans or financial advice, mm-hmm. how or what advice do you give them in relation to telling them or advising them how to be committed and to stick with these plans? Because mm-hmm. you know some individuals they will start out on a plan, they'll be hot, ready, steamy. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is gonna lay how these projections look, I like where this is gonna get me. Mm-hmm. But um two months down the line you call them, Hey bro, I realize that you didn't do this or you didn't do that and mm-hmm. they're like, Oh child boy, I, I forget that I had to go and buy this bag or I had to go and buy this shirt mm-hmm. or I wanted to go on vacation to Aruba. Yeah. Like, how do you get individuals to stay committed mm. to what is for their own well-being? Right. Mm. Um, that's another good question, right? The first thing is that I can't actually do that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't make you see what was important to you mm-hmm. and continue to see it as important to you okay um what it can do though is i can help to bring it into focus again okay mm-hmm. so if i notice like you said um i said john again you know within two months time lapses mm-hmm. i don't beat him along the head because i too am human right um life does happen things do pop up yes but what is the approach that you take you get back up and you go at it again you sign back up again mm-hmm. you say you know what i might have fallen twice or i might have fallen three times yeah. i might have fallen seven times but what i cannot do is give up yeah on this thing that i set before me in the first place Right, and so what I can do is I can help to keep you accountable. 
right? But as somebody who's keeping you accountable, what I cannot do is to get into your head, sit down in your bedroom, take your money out of your wallet, <laughs> put some over here in a piggy bank, and give you some to go and spend. You only have so much power. I only have so much power. And you were not a child. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I can yeah. understand that. Yeah. I can definitely understand that for real. So, accountability. And um, I never make people do things they don't want to do. Oh, okay. That's understandable. Because yeah. they came to you for a purpose in the beginning. Correct. You did what you were supposed to do. Correct. And you only have so much power. Like you said, you can't go into their personal lives and be like, hey, I need to. You need to get it together. <laughs> I need you to get it together. Sammy, I need you to start spending money on product. Like, yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. You can only do so can't much. Do I, can, I can show you, I can show you where you went wrong. Mm -hmm. I can show you clearly what the consequences were for you making the decisions that you made. Mm -hmm. And I can help you to see what the benefits are going to be if you do decide to do the right things. And you have a decision to make at the end of the day. Sure enough. That's about it. Fair enough. I can understand that. That's, that's respectable. Yeah. Alright, moving on to another question now. It's a little personal. You can choose to answer or not, but in your genuine opinion of yourself, mm. right? And your own self-awareness, what weaknesses would you say that you have and how do you normally work on them? Mm. Okay. Okay. So... You know the whole creature is a habit, Marco? Yeet. <laughs> I, I would have considered myself a creature of anti-habit. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like the procrastination person I was talking about. No, man. Um, I, I tell you, I was, I was terrible. I'm not there now. Mm -hmm. But it used to be terrible. It used to... Hey, listen. When, when I had my psychology thesis to do mm -hmm. right this is my last year at UB mm -hmm. right they're telling us start from semester um, start from semester one yeah the year just began but you got you got you know what I mean you got a couple semesters to get this thing right yes do the reviews with the with the, um, with the psychology lecturer lecturers let them point you along the right path and go from there I did my psychology thesis within the last three days that it was due <laughs> It was that bad, Marco. I'm telling you, right? Wow. It was ridiculous. No, thankfully, right? God was on my side. Or I should say, um, God felt it. <laughs> Within his mercy <laughs> to allow me to get an A, right? <laughs> but I would never do that again. <laughs> that was wild, man. I'm talking about like, like sleepless nights, right? Uh, just drink, just drinking coffee, eating snacks. Wow. Trying to get this multi-thousand word thesis mm -hmm. done within three days time. And sadly, that has been my biggest weakness ever. Mm. I've never been one to take my commitment and maybe well, that's why I can speak on it so strongly. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and exercise such extreme management with it mm -hmm. 
that I say, listen, Raymond, this is what we're going to prioritize in. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. This is the, the end result that we're going to achieve and go after it. Okay. I, I, I can actually understand that. Yeah. Because I think we all have like a list in our heads mm-hmm. that is like, it, and to each, each subject on that said list, there's like colors yes. where we have like red as in get us done now. Yeah. Orange as in, okay, that could get do. That could do that. Right? Yeah. And green as in, whenever that get do, that get do. Correct. You know? Correct. So, and I think we all to rate these things until something reaches the point, rather it be because of circumstances, whether it be family, friends, pushing it or nagging about it, or it reaches a time frame where you have to submit it or have to do it, yeah. and it changes color from green straight to red, mm-hmm. that we actually don't say, okay, this has to be done like this is not a priority <laughs> so I, I i know for a fact that that is very very difficult I, i'm telling you man <laughs> and, and to tell you the truth i never really i never really saw it as a weakness because i'm a creative at heart too mm-hmm. um graphic designer theater artist mm-hmm. i'm accustomed to a creative flow sporadic but to tell me to be structured and planned and organized and meticulous to me you were telling me don't be myself Ah, right. I see. I only realized after a long time, this was a few years before I started this job, that I was limiting myself mm-hmm. by allowing myself to continue with this weakness, thinking that it was okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I can understand that. So I get help. <laughs> <laughs> I get help. Um, I'm not going to be so proud to say I'm willing to continue to take on my consequences mm-hmm. and whatever negative occurrences occur because I fail to do this thing I get help if we get in the help, same way I implore people to come to me and get help too fair enough Yeah. I'm going to move on to the next segment okay so that being said the Final questions that I'm going to come down to is what question or what what advice would you give to 15-year-old Raymond? <laughs> what advice? In everything that you would have learned coming true, mm-hmm. what advice would you give to 15-year-old you? In terms of guidance, how to be better, how to grow, what to do, what not to do, who to watch out for. Right. I'd say... Raymond, devote yourself to developing habits. Uh, Habits. Habits are the secret to a lifestyle. You can do something off and on. Mm -hmm. Um, You can start, you can stop. You can get really hot and sweaty in the beginning. Day off, but when you commit to developing a habit, what you've basically done is, <laughs> and it goes back to the point I was making about um, automating your savings. You kind of automate your development in life. Mm. I can understand that. So one of the habits that I, um, you know, I'm I'm really keen on getting in place. Mm-hmm which is something I admire you for, Marco, is reading. Uh-huh. 
gotta make that's, it fight. That's, that's, yeah, correct. That's one of those habits that I know. If I had it, I could be so much further. Not only where where I am now, mm-hmm. but five years, ten years down the road. Because what I've basically done is I've expanded my capacity in the time that I've spent time developing that habit of developing myself. <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing that you have to, in terms of developing a reading habit, is that you have to understand that you can't let the confines of what you let your imagination be on a normal basis mm-hmm. be just that. Yeah. Find time you start to understand that your imagination is boundless, and yeah. the only thing that actually starts it from constantly expanding is you. Yeah. And you pick up a book and you read it. Everything that you visualize in relation to that book, that theme, that author, yeah, it actually starts to resonate with you more. Yeah. Because no, you can put yourself in it. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem that a lot of people have when it comes to reading is, I'm used to picking up my smartphone. I'm used to looking at a television. Mm-hmm. I'm used to things already being created for me yeah. in relation to how I interpret them. Mm-hmm. It's marketed for me. Mm-hmm. So what is shown to me or what is being given to me is something that I should already be able to understand. Mm-hmm. Now, when individuals pick up books or they do research or like you said, do theses, mm-hmm. now you now have to pick up this information and you have to turn it into knowledge or you have to turn it into wisdom. Yeah. So now you have to use your imagination in the form of creating structures or plans or, you know, that sort of stuff, formatting, syntax, whatever you choose to call it. And you have to put it in a way that is understandable for you mm-hmm. and for other people. Yeah. So I think since a lot of people are not used to doing that on a normal basis, since everything is already given in mm-hmm. a form that you can understand, mm-hmm. it is difficult to then pick up a book and say, okay, I'm going to try to understand this. Because yeah. you aren't trained to. Because like you said, habit is you doing things over and over and over and over and over and over. And eventually your brain picks up on a pattern that it finds comfortable and it cements it as a process that you can continuously reuse. Yes. So that being said, if I normally have things easily given to me, mm-hmm. why am I going to pick up a book and be devoted to doing it? Correct. Okay. You know? So. And, and I look at my 15-year-old self and say, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're an absolute idiot. That is new. Because <laughs> you think you know so much. When you are trying to compact a world full of knowledge mm-hmm. to the tiny brain you have that is, is, is what, no more than 20 inches in diameter. <laughs> About that, yeah. Right? You are trying to behave and act as though you have the world of knowledge when you have so little. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> that is uh, what I would tell me 15 years old. Straight, straight up. Okay. Fair, fair enough. At least you're honest. I respect honesty. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Okay, so in closing out now, where can the listeners find you? Contact information, mm. where you're situated. Right. That such and such. Yeah. Um, for everyone, they give up my number freely. You can reach me any single time. I just will not respond to you if I'm sleeping. But you can reach me at 266-8707. I'm available on WhatsApp for a chat. I can be called. 
what I'm also available on LinkedIn as well, Raymond D. Thomas, BSc at the end for Bachelor's of Science. Okay, Raymond D. Thomas, BSc. You can also find me on Instagram at Raymond D. Thomas as well. Um, I'm the only person on Instagram carrying that username. Thank goodness. You can also find me on Facebook at Raymond Thomas. Pretty easy to find. Unless you have my name, you can type it in anywhere. Unless you have my number again, 266-8707. I can be found at your disposal. All right. Thank you very much, Raymond, for the discussion and the interview. It was insightful as always. It was a pleasure. It's always awesome spending time with you, brother. Likewise, man. So thank you for coming on the show. I will see you around. Yeah, we will. All right.